Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, we have one dynasty that might be coming to a close in Golden State and another one from the looks of things that might just be starting. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We will get to the Denver Nuggets here in four minutes. Canty, we've got a ton of calls, though, today on not just the finals with the Heat, but also on the Celtics and whether or not they should break up Brown and Tatum. So let's continue to roll a couple of more of those in. Christian in North Carolina is up next on ESPN Radio. Christian, what do you got, bud? Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, Long-time listener, third-time caller. Uh, I'm just calling in. I got two receipts from the last time I've called in. Uh, I called in before the bubble run where you guys called me delusional. And I called in after game five. Uh, when we got blown up by the Celtics, and you said it was over in six. Uh, we ended up winning game six, um, and we almost won. It. Uh, we're one shot short of winning, uh, going to the finals last year. I uh, just wanted to put some respect on Spolster's name. Two years ago, you didn't know how to pronounce it, and now he's a top five coach of all time. Uh, love you guys. I'm a long-time listener, just giving you guys a hard time. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's fine. I, I well, don't who think... didn't know how to pronounce yeah. Coach Spolster's name? I don't think it was us. I never said that. I, I don't think it was us. Everybody knew who Spolster was after he won those championships <laughs> with LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosch. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that was us. No. Uh, the other thing I would say is, look, Spolster's always had the respect on his name. And if you want to get on me about if you have the receipts, at least bring the right receipts. Because he, he came back to the store, but he brought back a receipt for some other store. Yeah. Because I... You've been yeah. a Heat hater. Yes. Yeah. Last year, absolutely. I have absolutely, and I will own. And now up we're to that. talking about getting a T-shirt for you that says "Carlin for the Culture" and having the Heat logo on it. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Because I'm a big Miami Heat guy now. I can't get enough. Yeah. No, what I am rooting for is the great story that the Heat would be in winning a championship. But I'm also just being objective about it. I can't deny what Jimmy Butler has done here. This is an incredible accomplishment already. Yeah, and we said that four years ago when he was in the bubble and them going on that run. Summer camp. But well, yeah. you, can, you can call it summer, call it whatever you want, but yeah. they were able to get through the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And, and Jimmy Butler essentially by himself in the bubble trying to make it a series against the L.A. Lakers with A.D. and LeBron in their prime. So, I, I li- listen, I think it's phenomenal the run that Jimmy has been on. And because it's so improbable, we finally find ourselves in a place where people want to give this man his flowers. He's been one of the best players in the NBA over the last decade, and now on the verge of competing for a championship to legitimize that, to validate that, you couldn't be more happy for the guy. And just thinking about this finals matchup between him, Nikola Jokic, Nuggets Heat, which one of the two superstars has the most to gain from winning a championship this year? Well, Jimmy has the most to gain right now. I would agree. But the big question becomes how many bites at the apple is Jokic going to get? Because I think a lot of us are operating under that assumption that this is the beginning of what could be an extended period of success for the Denver Nuggets. Jokic, uh, Jamal Murray, Uh, They've got a very, uh, Michael Porter Jr., they've got a very, very good core to work with here. Mm -hmm. Is Jokic going to get multiple bites at the apple here? The the only thing I'd say about this is it has the look of it, but you always need to be careful when we talk about, you know, well, he's going to get more chances at it. Eh. 
Be careful. It feels like that, though, because the West is a mess. Who are you buying into other than the Denver Nuggets? You trust the Memphis Grizzlies with Ja? Hell no. 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 You, you don't trust the Lakers. LeBron is flirting with retirement. You don't trust the Golden State Warriors. Bob Marley is the architect, just stepped down. You don't trust the L.A. Clippers. They can never stay healthy. You, I mean, you, you don't trust the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul might not even be there. I mean, who, who do you trust in the West outside of Denver? Who? I'll let you know. That's my point. Yeah. I, I think you have more teams in the East. You think about Giannis and the Bucks. You think about what's going on with the Boston Celtics. I mean, the Sixers have the reigning MVP and Joel Embiid. Like, it just feels like there's more competition in the East for the Miami Heat. And so, by default, I think you'd lean toward the Nuggets in terms of being able to have more opportunities to be back in the finals. The one thing I will say, though, it's interesting you run down the list of players the Denver Nuggets have mm-hmm. and talk about their overall talent base in comparison to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have had sustained success, too. I mean, the Miami Heat have been in the conference finals three of the last four years, and you're talking about them having two NBA finals appearances during that span. Like, even though they don't have the best talent, even though they have four undrafted players in their playoff rotation – they have been the model of consistency over the last half decade in the NBA. So when we start talking about more bites at the Apple, Denver or Miami, hell, you can make a case it might be Miami. They, they have the better of the two coaches when you stack up Spo versus Michael Malone. So I, I just – I would lean toward Jokic because I do think talent when all things are equal wins out. But the one thing that balances the scales is heat culture. And we had Doris Burke on our show yesterday afternoon, and she said that it's not quantifiable what Spolstra and Jimmy Butler and Pat Riley have done in terms of establishing a culture, and that's what's allowed the Miami Heat to have this run that they've had over the last four or five years. I'm, I'm at the point now, though, where my respect level for that organization, I don't know if it can get any higher. Yeah, they... They annoyed me before because of the fact that for many years, I just didn't think they had nearly enough talent and they were able to put together good runs because they grind the game into the ground. We had Amber on a few weeks ago and I said, how does it feel to, you know, root for a team that ruins the game of basketball? Things like that. The thing is, you can't argue with success and what they've done. Now, having said that, if Jimmy wins this title, this is really up there on the all-time uh, achievement level. Like, I, I'd take this championship for him, and I would put it on the level of winning multiple championships elsewhere. For Jokic, it would just be kind of finally breaking through. Yeah. For Jimmy, this is, look at what I got. Yes, it's culture. Yes, it's coaching. But, I mean, you cannot deny, I mean, we were just talking about it, the more talented team did not win this last series between the Celtics and the Heat. We know that. So when you get it done, and if Jimmy goes through two number one seeds and a two seed on the way to a title, that is, that is the stuff of legends. Like Jimmy would be, I mean, would Jim, I don't think he would quite be there yet because of everything that he means to that city, yeah. but he'd be right up there on that Dwayne, Dwayne Wade category. I just find it interesting that we're talking about an NBA Finals matchup where the two superstars weren't lottery picks. Yeah. Jimmy Butler in 2011 was the last pick of the first round, 30th by the Chicago Bulls. Nikola Jokic was a second-round pick, and yet we're talking about yep. these guys, all NBA-caliber players, leading their teams to the NBA Finals, and 
being a part of sustained success with their respective organizations. I, I, I think that this finals could be an illustration of what team building in the modern NBA starts to look like. It's not focused on necessarily tanking in order to get high draft picks as much as it is focused on being able to develop well-rounded rosters with leaders, well, with stars that have leadership intangibles and good role players around those guys and really good coaching. Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny on SiriusXM Channel 80. Do you think this is the beginning of a Nuggets dynasty? I do. I do. So that means dynasty to me means three. Yeah, I I do. I I look at Jamal Murray as a player that has all NBA talent. Yeah. Michael Porter is an absolute sniper, and I think he's great in that third wheel role. Um, They've got Bruce Brown. They added him this offseason. I love what he brings to that team coming off the bench. Um, you, you love what KCP brings. He's got a championship pedigree. He was on the Lakers in 2020 when they won in the bubble. So I, I just like all of the pieces that they've been able to say. Even Aaron Gordon fits with what they're doing. Like in terms Very of – well. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Being one of the front court players, being a guy that adds some athleticism, some defensive prowess. I, I like his versatility in their lineup. So I, I mean, just there's a lot to like with the Denver Nuggets, and this is a team that's eight deep. And just to give you an idea – contractually, without getting too far into the weeds, Mm -hmm. Jokic, Murray, Porter, and Gordon are all signed at least through 2024-25. Yeah. Which is, that means two more years at least after this year, and that's only Murray. And, And Murray, boy, I mean, to your point, what we are finding out about Murray, it wasn't bubble Murray. It wasn't any of that. It was healthy Murray. Yeah, and he has really uh, elevated himself to this next game. And like Monica was talking, well, you about- said he's elevated himself. Let's talk about that. He was averaging averaging twenty points a game in the regular season. Yeah, he's bumped that up to twenty seven point seven points a game in the playoffs. And, and I think this is closer to the real <laughs> player as opposed to the guy in the regular season. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, to to what Monica was saying earlier, if you're another star in the league, like I'm looking at this, how do I get myself to Denver? <laughs> How do I just jump on that train to get to play with Jokic, who averages the triple-double, who's going to put up 30, and I know I'm going to get more than my shot at opportunities to be a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, you're just hoping now that they finish the drill. And I think them winning a championship validates all of the previous seasons where they've had a lot of regular season success. They've got to get a championship in order to become that free agent destination where veterans want to ring chase. They've got to seal the deal. It's not enough to get here and make it a long series and end up losing to the Miami Heat. You've got to win a championship. Then all of a sudden, I think it makes it easier for them to start stacking trophies. And Michael Malone said as much. He said the first one is going to be the hardest one, and rightfully so. They understand what's at stake. They understand what's on the line. And having that level of awareness – is a big part of being able to have that breakthrough as a team. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Our questions today center around the NBA Finals. Is this the beginning of a Nuggets dynasty? And where is the right path for the Celtics to take? Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you see this picture of Bubba from the other day? I did not. Bubba put up a picture just on on Instagram. Uh, You can follow him at, I believe it's at Bubba the Glue. Is that accurate? Sure is. Oh, you actually showed me the picture earlier today. Okay. Yeah. And it is a picture of a young Bubba in a sideways cowboy hat holding two natty lights. So just questionable decisions all the way around, right? <laughs> yes. First of all, his cowboy fandoms, then his beverage of choice. Holding up a number one with his other hand. So he, no, he you're not to... number one. <laughs> you can't be number one holding two natty lights in uh, your hand. I mean, I assume I just won a few beer pong games. So yeah, I, was number, I was number one. I don't know. I, I don't know. With two natty lights in your hand, I would assume you were the loser. I, I, I'm going to tweet this out. <laughs> I was just now. drinking on the side at that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, this picture is now going to be your contact picture in my phone. Yeah. It has to be. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. You've got, you're, you're either sweating or you've just had beer poured over you. And, and his only caption was 2006. Mm. Like, this was his entire year. What a time. <laughs> What yeah, a time I, I to mean, be alive. I, don't, I have no context of what it is, but I'm pretty confident it's not going to be sweat. If I had a guess, there were just some some real uh, you know intense games, whether it was Flip Cup, maybe some beer pong, maybe beer flip, maybe some wild games we don't even play anymore. I don't even know. So I'm guessing <laughs> their beer was just flowing all over the place, all over my shirt, and it was just a, it was just a mess. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how my, why my shirt was so... So wet. I also have an earring in at the time, which you can, huh? you can barely see. But, um, <laughs> wild. You do not have an earring anymore, correct? I do not. Uh, is it a stud earring or did you go hoop? It was, a, it, was a, it was a hoop. 
it was a hoop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You would just, I you would zoom just, in on this picture now. <laughs> Bubba was about that life. He had, not the stud. He had the hoop in. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this is Jordan 93. He had the hoop. Absolutely. Man. Oh, oh, yeah, there it is. You yep. got to zoom in quite a bit to see it. Yeah, I'm going to tweet the picture right now at Chris Carlin. Yeah. Bubba. Please it, do. It looks like the double XL version of a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. <laughs> 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Arthur, next on ESPN Radio. Arthur, what's going on? Good morning. Um, I'm glad you guys are finally coming around on the heat. Um, First off, the Boston Celtics shouldn't be broke up. Uh, They just need a veteran point guard that can organize the offense. Um, How many teams do we say that about? (laughs) And it just never seems to happen. I mean, they brought in Malcolm Brogdon. Wasn't that supposed to be him? But Chris spent a lot of the time this year talking about how they couldn't get into their half-court offense with Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I mean, it was a problem in last year's NBA Finals, and it continues to be a problem even when they did trade for Malcolm Brogdon. Now, do I think a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who's a free agent, could help them? Yeah, but I don't know where they're going to find the cap space to be able to sign a guy like that. I just... With Boston, we're hoping that Tatum and Brown can improve incrementally in order to get this team to break through. That's what you're betting on. You're hoping that what you're, what you're seeing now from Jokic is the same trajectory that Tatum and Brown are on over the next two seasons. And like Monica already outlined, you've got two years between when you're going to pay Jason Jalen Brown and when you're going to pay Jason Tatum and when you would, could potentially trade one of those guys once they sign the Supermax, you've got a two-year window to see if it could potentially work out. We'll see what happens during that span. But one thing is clear. If it doesn't happen over the next season or two, it's probably never going to happen. Yeah, I think next year is going to be the season where if it doesn't happen, you're going to hear the breakup talk, and it's going to be very real next offseason. But it is amazing that it's even coming up now. It really is. Why is it amazing? Because I know it's been six years, but it's rare that we talk like this about guys that are in their mid twenties. But it's not us, though. These are th- there were reports of Boston. I meant we collectively. No, no, but there were talks over the last several years about Boston entertaining the possibility of trading Jalen Brown. Yeah. So it's not us bringing it up. This is something that the organization seemingly explored, quiet as it's kept over the last couple of summers. So, so why are we? The bad guys, when we start talking about the potential of life after Jalen Brown with Jason Tatum in Boston. There's only one thing that's going to make Jalen Brown feel better in the short term, and that's $295 million. That's yeah, but, I'm, but, I mean, here's the thing, and Kendra Perkins said it yesterday on NBA Today. This is a massive failure for Boston this year. Yeah. They, they came in as the prohibitive favorite to win the title this year. Before the regular season tipped off, they were the favorites. Everybody thought they would win. They made the trade for Malcolm Brown. They got better, and this was a team that had a 2-1 lead in the finals against the Golden State Warriors last year. They got better in the offseason, and they fell short. Like, at some point, we have to look at it and say, it's not about the head coach. It ain't about the supporting cast. It's about Tatum and Brown living up to the billing, the potential that we all said they had, and being able to will this team to a championship. They haven't shown the ability to do that, and I'm seriously starting to doubt whether or not they have the capacity to do so. Nick's in Manhattan next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Nick, what do you got, bud? Nick. Come on, Nick. No, Nick. 
Tom, up next, ESPN Radio. Tom, what do you got for us today? Gentlemen, the problem is not Brogdon. It's, it's not whether or not they should re-sign Jalen Brown. The Celtics have a complete and total lack of heart. That game seven, I've never seen a team quit so hard in the fourth quarter. They didn't even want to foul intentionally. They gave up, and it's pathetic. So I don't know if that's coaching or, or the opposite of what the Heat have. But their culture is dead. They're, they were that was a sad display. Tom, Tom, I've seen a team quit like that in the fourth quarter. It was these same Boston Celtics in this same series in Game Three yeah. in Miami. Did, did you see what that looked like? Mm-hmm. That was abysmal. I, I don't even know if Tatum and Brown played in the fourth quarter. It was so bad. And like they they had collectively let go of the rope, and that's that's the part that I have serious questions about when it comes to the leadership intangibles that you would expect your star players to bring to the table. In today's NBA, your stars have to set the tone for what your team is going to be. Sure, you're going to have your glue guys. Like Draymond Green is a glue guy, and he's a leader for the Golden State Warriors. But you really need your stars to establish the standard that everybody has to be accountable to. And it's clear that Tatum and Brown don't consistently do that. And I don't understand why you can have moments in the Eastern Conference Finals when your team looks apathetic, where it looks like you couldn't care less about the outcome of the game. I just don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. I think it speaks to a lot of things. The, The coach and the staff thing, I'm very curious as to how that plays out here. And if it really, truly is the fact that he didn't have enough support. I'm willing to give him, to cut him a little bit of leeway there. Here's what I hate, Chris. Mm. If you don't have the leadership from the top with the coaching company, it's not about getting ready for games. Yeah, It's about just pure leadership about what we're doing. If your guys are not buying into that, you're trying to have this guy learn on the job, you don't have time for that. And my biggest problem with the Missoula part you got you got guys who are established right now that you can go you could absolutely go and hire. I have no question in my mind that if Monty Williams was the coach for the Celtics, they would have won this series. No question. So if if a guy like that's available to me when I'm hitting free agency for coaches this offseason, and I see that the the constant speak we hear from GMs about their team is we're constantly looking to improve. Sure. Well, if you are. That's an improvement over his But, but over let me season. ask you this. How do you weigh that versus having four coaches in as many seasons? Like, there, there, there has, there's something to be said for continuity. I'm not just going to stay with somebody for the sake of staying with somebody, but it's clear that Brad Stevens has a conviction about Joe Missoula. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gave him the job and gave him the extension, dropped the interim title in the middle of this past regular season. So I, I, did, I don't know if changing head coaches now that the series ended up going seven is the way that Boston should go, but I do think they've got to take a long, hard look at what they're doing with this roster long term and considering the possibilities of what could be out there in a Jalen Brown trade this summer. It's Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Should they break up Brown and Tatum? That is on the way, but also on the way, just 99 days until the NFL season starts. We're into double digits. Love it. So naturally, we have 99 NFL questions for Chris Canty. Hello. He answers them in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We have many, many questions. It is 99 days till the start of the NFL season, by the way. Not coincidentally. Chris Canty's number, 99. There you go. So, we have questions for Canty on the NFL. 99 of them were... Maybe not 99 of them, but a few. But at the very least, we know one. I have only one question. Or many. So let's just get to them. Bubba, fire up the music and ask your questions of Canty. All right, we'll start with America's team and the best quarterback in the NFL. Are the Cowboys going to extend Dak Prescott's contract, Canty? That is a great question. If it were me, I wouldn't. But I believe that whether or not they'd extend him, is an indicator on how much pressure will be on Dak in 2023. Keep this in mind. In 2024, Dak Prescott has the second highest salary cap hit of any player, only to Deshaun Watson. He's got a $59 million cap hit in 2024. If they give him a contract extension this offseason, it allows them to get some cap relief to add players in order for this team to compete at a championship level. If they don't give him the extension, that means that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are hedging against Dak Prescott potentially being off their roster in 2024 and going a different direction. As a Cowboy hater, I am rooting for them to keep Dak Prescott long term. But 
I don't expect them to if we're being objective about it because I don't know that Jerry ever wanted to pay him in the first place. Yeah. And now you're up against it. Yes, it's going to hurt you, but you have hamstrung yourself. He might just look for the out after the big hit next year. And I could understand it if he did. Next. DeAndre Hopkins is now available. Could the Browns be the best option for him? A little reunion with Deshaun Watson? I could absolutely see that. And Watson said as much. He's going to put the full court press on the front office and Andrew Barry to see if they can make a play for Hopkins. Could you imagine Hopkins with Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb in that run game? Oh, boy. I mean, who are you going to stop with that offense? I get it. Their defense has got a lot of tolls in it. But I don't know that it matters when your offense can control the ball time of possession like their offense would be capable of. If they were to get DeAndre Hopkins, now all of a sudden we're talking about a three-team race for the AFC North crown. And you just pointed this out during the break, just to throw another team into the mix. Brian Dable said the Giants would, quote, do their due diligence Oof. on DeAndre I Hopkins. already think the Giants are going to be the second-best team in the NFC East. Adding Hopkins would only firm that up for me. See, if you added Hopkins, the Giants, to me, would definitively be a playoff team next year. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced of that yet, but the rest of the NFC isn't very good, so it's not like they have very far to go yeah. to get there. I don't know why I'm sold on the New York Giants being a better team than the Dallas Cowboys this year, but I just see that. Well, like you were saying yesterday on our show, 3-7, to Canty and Garland, it was simply that it's not a big leap to look at the Cowboys in your estimation – and say they're going to take a big step back this year. Yeah, I don't trust Mike McCarthy as their head coach, and I don't believe that his rationale for getting rid of Kellen Moore makes a whole lot of sense. Mm. They got rid of an offensive coordinator that lights up the scoreboard. You're talking about over the last four years, Kellen Moore having three top six offenses and having two offenses that were ranked tops with total offense during that span. It makes no sense. Oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys the last two years – They've had the best winning percentage when holding a lead at any point in a game of any team in football. Better than the Chiefs, better than the Bengals, better than the Bills. The Dallas Cowboys, when they got a lead, they had the highest win percentage of any team in football over the last two years. But Mike McCarthy wants to get rid of the offensive coordinator because he's the guy that's holding them back. Sure, okay. Next. Let's go to Carlin's hero, Aaron Rodgers. This offseason, he reportedly, quote, didn't have good phone service, and that was why he wasn't communicating a lot with the Packers GM. Makes sense to me. I buy it. What about you, Ken? Are you buying that? I mean, is Aaron Rodgers' text going green? Is Aaron, uh, is Aaron Rodgers a part of the Android club? <laughs> is that what we're saying? I don't know I don't what understand. we're saying. Does he not know what Wi-Fi is? He, I don't get it. That's the thing. He says up in his house in California he only gets one or two bars max. Do you get Wi-Fi? You can do Wi-Fi calling. I'm sure you have Wi-Fi. Yes, I, I, on let. Well, I mean, maybe you know, Big Brother watching the whole thing. So I don't he, know. So he doesn't have Wi-Fi. Hey, maybe I don't know. He's a conspiracy theorist when it comes to Wi-Fi. Would it shock you? I guess it would shock me a little more than it shocked me that he was a bad dancer at the Taylor Swift concert. And, and what song was he dancing to? It was, uh, you know, "Shake It Off." In I don't other know words, if we can. Char- I don't know if we can characterize what he was doing as dancing. But yeah, the whole Wi-Fi thing is absolutely like. The fact that the GM was trying to communicate, you couldn't communicate back to him. He texts you a lot more than you text him. I mean, that's essentially not getting back to somebody. That's ghosting the general manager. Oh, he says, no, no, no. Did I ghost him? No. Did he text me more than I texted him? Oh, my God, you ninth grade child. We're we're, we're splitting hairs here. (laughs) 
What is this, Mean Girls? Is the movie Jawbreaker? Like, what are we talking about? I I don't understand it. Oh, my God. doesn't make any sense. Next. Dennis Allen and the Saints brought in John Gruden to help quarterback Derek Carr with the offense. Canty, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Derek Carr can't get away from John Gruden, huh? I mean, the, the head coach that didn't believe in him, and now he's showing up for Dennis Allen? In New Orleans? Oof. I don't know if that's great. That's like seeing a ghost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, it's similar to Jimmy Garoppolo when he signed with the Raiders, and now he's got to deal with Tom Brady being a minority owner <laughs> for the friend. Like, he just can't get rid of Tom. He can't get away from Tom Brady. And I feel like Derek Carr is that same way with John Gruden. It is rough for Garoppolo. I mean, yeah. it, there were the rumors about him going to San Francisco last uh, a year and a half ago or so, and then that. Now he's your boss. Yeah, but I don't know that Derek Carr and, and John Gruden being there in New Orleans is consequential for that team's no. prospects this year. No. I Next. Don't, I don't think it the Raiders have installed an injury clause in Jimmy D's contract. So what are the chances Tom Brady is actually playing for Las Vegas in 2023? So let's be clear about one thing. For Tom Brady to have partial ownership and then go and play – it would be very, very tricky because every other owner has to unanimously, unanimously vote to approve that Brady can play because of circumventing the salary cap, things like that. I don't know that it's terribly likely that Tom Brady's going to suit up. Well, let's be clear about how this thing is going to play out. Tom Brady would have to be approved as a minority owner before they would even entertain the possibility of him playing because guess what? If he did play before he got, if he committed to playing, before they approved his ownership, I think they would deny his minority stake with the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think the owners are in the business of letting other owners be on the field playing the game. So, no, I don't think it's likely that this is going to happen, but I do think it's a serious question for the Las Vegas Raiders who's going to be playing quarterback for him this year. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that that's going to be Jimmy G. Aiden O'Connell, here we come. And Brian Hoyer? Oh, do you boy. feel good about Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell? No, I don't. I do not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. One more or no? Yep, last one. Is this a make or break year for Bill Belichick and Mac Jones in New England? I'm glad this is the last one because this is going to take a little bit of time, big fella. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think it's a make or break year for both. I absolutely do. And for Mac Jones, the, the reasons are obvious, right? He's going into his third year. This is about the time that you need to see something. He was a a, a top 15 pick, if I'm not mistaken, in his draft class. Mm -hmm. And when you're picked that high, especially at the quarterback position, you shouldn't have to have everything ideal in order to have productivity, in order to have success. Now, I get it. It's hard to overcome bad coaching, and I'm going to assume that Matt Patricia, because he was a career D.C., was bad at being an offensive coordinator and a play caller. Now you got Bill O'Brien, an OC that you had success with in Alabama. They've got some more weapons in the skill position core. They bought over Mike Gesicki from the Miami Dolphins. You got a solid run game, Ramondre Stevenson, and that offensive line. There is no excuse why you should be bad this year. Absolutely none. And let's be clear about how bad Mac Jones was in year two. He was the absolute worst quarterback when he was under duress. The worst QBR, the most interceptions. He was absolutely terrible when it came to playing under duress. And in the NFL, your quarterback is going to have to make some plays when they're under pressure. Not every play is going to be blocked up perfectly. I think he was third in adjusted completion percentage when under pressure, right in front of Zach Wilson and Davis Mills. Oh, boy. So when you start talking about being in that territory – 
That frames it up as to how bad he is. Now, also consider this for Mac Jones. He's in a division when you got Tua, you got Aaron Rodgers, and you got Josh Allen. Mac Jones is going to have to show and prove. And I will also say this about Bill Belichick. This is the guy that he handpicked to be the successor for Tom Brady. This is his second time doing that. Mac Jones better be the guy. He better be. Otherwise, we could be talking about the Patriots transitioning Bill off the sideline and into the front office and going with a fresh face with the headset and a hoodie on. I, I just, if we're, if we're looking at Belichick and Mac Jones in their same respective roles in 2024, it would be because the Patriots this upcoming season wildly exceeded any expectations that we had for them. There's no other way that that happens. Kenton Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Unfortunate moment earlier when I was uh, attempting to deliver a tease. We get the answer from one of our experts on sex uh, set to that very question next. Wow, that's not a good, that is not a good way to, st- to step out of that one. Uh, to misspeak. Good job, Carlin. <laughs> It's up next. Can't you what just happened? ESPN Radio. I did not know that ESPN employed a sex expert. Uh, apparently so. I did a not sex. know that. I, I did not. I did not know that the mouse employed such such folks. We get the answer from one of our experts on sex. <laughs> I didn't know. You're putting me on game, big fella. I didn't know. I, listen, uh, all I can tell you is that sometimes I have combined words and they end up. In a word that's really, really unfortunate. So what were the words that you... I'm assuming next was one of the words. This one? Yeah. Uh, Let's listen back and I can tell you. We get the answer from one of our experts on sex. Yeah, it was supposed to be on set next. On set next. On set set next. next I don't know why I wanted to say on set. Like, why is that important? I don't don't understand why. But that's not the first time I have done that. And I'm not going... I don't think I even can give you the words that I have combined before. Yeah. In fact, in one case, I know I can't. All, all I know is this. I thought we were taking a drastic left turn on the show. <laughs> I know we pride ourselves <laughs> on being a show for the people, but yeah. I didn't know we were trying to do that public I, service for the people. I mean, Bubba, there are just times where I, I take a couple of words and I just smash them together like a sandwich. Well, just like you smashed your microphone together. Easy there. Let's, I mean, (laughs) right? (laughs) What just happened, man? He's fat handing the show, Bubba. This is what he does on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to give us the actual, uh, the visual, you know, representation of what you just did. Um, Yeah, it was an unfortunate one today. Um, I'm glad we can actually replay it, though, because sometimes, like you said, you'll say stuff and we can't even replay it. (laughs) But but at least you're not as bad as the Oakland A's play-by-play announcer. Oh, God. God. (laughs) Didn't work out for – I think you're going to survive this one, Big Fella. I think so, too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But just listen to even how I'm trying to get out of it at the end. Yeah. Listen to this We get the answer from one of our experts on sex uh, set to that very question next. Wow, that's not a good – That very question. That is not a good way to step out of that one. Uh, Misspeak. Good job, Carlin. That is – up next. That is – What just happened? That is verbal Vietnam. Yes, it is. That is (laughs) – Like, you're just in a jungle. You know, the shots are fired. You don't know where they're coming from. And you're just trying to make it through. Verbal Vietnam is I got into a sentence or a statement. I have no idea how I got into it, and I have no idea how to get out. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it boils down to. Yeah. That was 
That was not that was, great. That was Radio Gold, though. That was great. Yeah, That listen, was great. Whatever I can do. I whatever didn't. I can do. However I need to be the target for I entertainment. Didn't, I did not know that we had such experts at ESPN. Didn't know. <laughs> didn't know. Wasn't aware of it. Is that somebody that I have to talk to HR in order to get a session with? I, Is that how that works? My phone's going to be ringing here any second, so I'll okay. let you know. Okay. <laughs> Keep me posted on that one, big fella. I will. We get the answer from one of our experts on sex. For listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.